0: Please turn your Bibles to Hebrews chapter 11. Today we're going to continue on with this series on foundations of faith. And uh, we're looking at what faith is at the moment. And uh, I hope you guys are receiving something from this. Um, I want to look at the definition of faith today. um, And that is found in Hebrews 11.1. Now we started doing this before. And uh, I wanted to come back to this and and do it in a little bit more uh, detail. Now because this is... uh, basically getting filmed and we're presenting this online uh, i won't go too long okay <laughs> i'll try to not be too long let me check the time before i go okay hebrews chapter 11 and verse 1 it says now faith is a substance and confident assurance of things hoped for the evidence of things not seen now remember again that we talked about this before in that faith is important Without faith, it's impossible to please God. And remember again that he who comes to God, it says, must believe that he is and that he is a reward of those who dil- diligently seek him. And that's what you're doing today. Amen? You're diligently seeking him. And remember again the uh, verse in Matthew chapter 6, verse 33. Remember it said that, Seek ye first the kingdom, kingdom of God and his righteousness, and then all of these things will be added to you. So again, we see that whatever, whenever you pursue God, whenever you, uh, you know, diligently seek him, that there is reward. And so faith is important. Amen? And so we want to look at this verse today. And uh, again, I'll do my very best. <laughs> this is this is a little bit challenging doing it like this. But uh, Hebrews chapter 11 and verse 1 says again, Now watch it says, Now faith is the substance or assurance or confident assurance of things hoped for. Now notice, <clears throat> first of all, that hope is involved in faith. So, before we go and look at faith, we kind of need to look at hope first amen and uh, let 's briefly define hope because this is not a series on hope. I will do a series on hope later, but this is not the series. okay This is the series on faith, but we need to, we need to understand what biblical hope is in their commentary. Hendrickson and Kistemaker say that hope is not an inactive, hidden quality. I want you to hear that again. It says, he sa- they say that hope is not an Inactive, hidden quality, hope is active and progressive. I want to stop there for a minute. I want you to notice that it says that hope is active and progressive. Now, if you, if you don't have a hope that is active and progressive, then it's not biblical hope. All right, because a lot of people have this kind of hope that say, "Well, I kind of wish you know this would happen, and, and they think that is hope, or, or, I hope something better comes along, you know, and that's actually a song. I hope that something better <laughs> Okay, um, <laughs> um, but that's not the kind of hope that this is talking about. Notice again that this hope is active and progressive. Active means that it doesn't stand still. Active means that it's constantly in motion. And also notice that it's progressive, which means that it doesn't stand still in that it's not the same hope all the time. It's a hope that, I'm going to use this word in the right way, okay, it's a hope that evolves. All right? It gets stronger, more powerful, and it moves towards greater and greater things. And that's where, you know, we are in the Bible, we're meant to go from faith to faith, from strength to strength, from glory to glory. Amen? And so we are meant to be progressing in this, and that's the kind of hope that this is. So I really want you to understand that if you don't have this kind of hope, then faith has nothing to give substance to. Not in this way, anyway. So you begin to understand, you're thinking, well, why don't we do hope now, <laughs> okay? Uh, yeah, I know you want to do hope right now, but again, we're looking at faith and we're looking at the substance uh, side of faith, and in fact, faith has two different sides. And remember, I, I talked about this before, that it is both subjective and objective. Subjective means that's the assurance side. Objective is the faith is the substance side, amen? And uh, But all of this goes back to your hope. Because it says, first of all, that faith is a substance or assurance of things hoped for. And if you don't have biblical hope, then you're not going to, you know, whatever you give substance to, is going to isn't going to be some, anything godly. Amen? All right? And it's not going to work the way it's meant to work. Let me just say it that way. Uh, Let me continue with this definition. Um, It says hope is active and progressive. It relates to all the things God has promised believers. Now, did you get that? It relates to all the things that God has promised believers. It doesn't relate to all the things that people hope and have dreams of outside of God. Did you all get that? Amen? This is really important. So again, it relates to all the things God has promised believers, all things of present grace and future glory. I really love that, present grace and future glory. Now, the best example of this is found in Hebrews chapter 10, verse 23. Now, sadly, the King James and the New King James Version actually um, translate the word here incorrectly as faith, but the word for faith in the King James is actually hope. And so the New International Version actually translates it correctly I'm talking really fast again. Uh, in Hebrews chapter 10 and verse 23, it actually says, Let us hold unswervingly to the hope we possess. Why did I pick this version? Anyway, okay. <laughs> it says, it, it's, Another version says, Let us hold steadfastly. I like that word better. To the hope that we pr- possess. And it's, it, one of the versions says faith, that we, we hold steadfastly to the faith. But in fact, it says hope here. And so again, it says, Let us hold unswervingly to the hope we profess. Uh, and it says, for he who promised is faithful. The reason that we hold on to this hope, the reason that we are steadfast in holding on to this hope is because of the faithfulness of God. Because it says, for he who promised is faithful. Now, this is something that is, that is really important as far as faith and hope go. And that is that it is based on the word of God. It is based on God's faithfulness to his word. It is based on the fact that God does not lie. Amen? Amen. And if we know that God doesn't lie, then whatever he promises, he will, you know, Jeremiah says he watches over his word to perform it. Amen? And so we need to know that if we hold fast to our confession, to our profession of hope, and notice he says uh, the profession, which means our confession, if we hold fast to what we're confessing, what we're professing out of our mouth, whether it's for healing, whether it's for peace, whether it's for joy, whether it's for finance, whatever it is, all right? I know some people don't like the finance and the uh, healing thing, but it's everything, man. I mean, it's all the stuff that you need right now. As long as we hold fast to what the Bible says about those things in our life, then we notice it says that he who promised is faithful. God will come through. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Now, we'll look more uh, more about this later uh, when we look at faith as assurance. I don't know whether that sentence is correct. Anyway, whatever. <laughs> <Okay>? <laughs> as, to, as to the things we do not see, Hendricks and, and Kistemarker say that the things that we do not see are those that pertain to the future. Now, I really want you to think about this. Everything that we're talking about is is somewhere in our future. It's something that we see. It has to be in our future. If we don't have it, this is one of those der moments, okay? If we don't have it, obviously it's not in our present. Do you all get that? Amen. Can, can we agree on <laughs> that? Okay. So it obviously, and this is a really important point, it is in our future as far as manifestation goes, but it is in our present as far as our faith goes. Okay. So let's read this. Uh, they say again, the things we do not see are those that pertain to the future that in time will become the present. Even things of the present and certainly those of the past that are beyond our reach belong to the category of what we do not see. So, you know, whether it's things that... We, we are believing for whether it's, it's uh, you know, w- whether we're believing for finances, whether we're believing for uh, peace, whether we're believing for, you know, st- no strife in the home, wh- whatever it is, okay? Uh, whatever situation that you're going through right now, uh, whatever it is, that is in the future. But the thing again is, remember what Jesus said in Mark 11 24, that what things soever you desire, that's your hope, okay? Whatsoever things you desire, when you pray, believe that you receive them straight away and you will have them. Now, when are you going to have them? them see you as far as faith goes see faith then does what it's meant to do faith becomes the substance faith becomes the assurance faith becomes the guarantee faith becomes that title deed to your healing or whatever it is that you're believing for it stays there and says you've got it right now and that's the reason why you you should be able to just continue on without that are we there yet are we there (laughs) okay without one of those things happening uh because the longer you you know the more you kind of wait on something the longer it's going to take i don't know whether you realize that or not all right This can be taken two ways, what what Hendrickson and and Kissamarkas said. First, there is the future hope of glory. Second, there are those things we are believing for according to God's word, like I said before, such as peace and joy and prosperity and healing and so on, that are also in our future, but that are believed and received by faith the instant we say Amen. Now, before we go any further, it's best to clarify again the difference between substance and assurance. I gave this to you before. If I am sure of something, I have certainty in my heart. This is a subjective knowledge because it is within me. Are you you getting that? Okay, that's something that I know. All right? Assurance, then, is a subjective quality. By contrast, remember, that means faith is the assurance of things hoped for. All right? That's where that stands in or comes in. By contrast, the word substance is objective. Because it refers to something that is not part of me, rather substance is something on which I can rely. As one translation puts it, faith is the title deed of things hoped for, that in fact is objective. So, you know, as, as faith as, as, a, as something that is objective is something that is outside of you, so to speak, Okay. I'll give you some insight into this as we we go on, all right? Let's consider faith as objective, because I know that's the one that's throwing most of you. Uh, The uh, Spirit-Filled Life Bible, it's a really long name, isn't it, (laughs) okay? The Spirit-Filled Life Bible says that the Greek word translated substance literally means, now listen, okay, it's a little complicated, but I hope you get it, all right? It literally means a standing under and was used in the technical sense of title deed, the root idea is that of standing under the claim to the property to support, support its validity. Thus, faith is the title deed of things hoped for. All right. So in other words, I, I, I don't know if you guys are getting this or not. I, I want to sort of move on from here, but let me just clarify this very quickly. It, this, this was a technical term. All right. And when it's when it talks about the root idea being that of standing under the claim to the property uh, to support its validity, that's the title deed. It's it's it it sort of is there to say that this this is valid. All right? That this belongs to you. Remember a title deed, you know, somebody was saying, you know, if uh, not many people actually get to see the title deed, they're paying their house forever, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And, but you know, when that day comes, you know, and, and you get to the place where you make that final payment and they hand you the title deed. See, isn't that interesting that even that required faith? You're paying the bank, believing that there's going to come a time in your future that you'll actually get the title deed to the thing that you're living in. That at the moment, the bank owns. That you, you know, you have to walk by faith and not by sight. Otherwise, you'll stop paying. You'll just think, what's the point? I don't see, you know, where's the title deed? I don't see it. <laughs> okay. And they go, oh, we got it. <laughs> you don't pay. We'll, we'll throw, we'll throw you out. All right. So it is something we do by faith, isn't it? That we make our payments in the knowledge, in the belief having faith that once we pay that last payment, the bank will actually sign it off and put it into your name and hand it to you, all right? And so that's, that's something else that we can see that is something substantial, that is something real, that is something separate from us that we believe that we're going to receive if we do all the right things. Are you all with me? Okay, and so then that becomes a, you know, that becomes a substance, that, that's, that's the assurance that this house now belongs to us, When it comes in our name. I I gave you this example before. Let's continue on. F.F. Bruce goes on to say that there is something to be said about the objective meaning presented in the King James Version. I, I talked about this before as well. Where it said again, faith is a substance of things hoped for, and the New English Bible says faith gives substance to our hope. That is to say, things which in themselves have no existence as yet become real and uh, um, substantial, excuse me, I'm thinking of one word and reading another word, okay, becomes real and substantial by the exercise of faith. Let me read that again. That is to say that things which in themselves have no existence yet, Things which in themselves have no existence yet, you know. Maybe, for example, let me just take because we're talking about substance. Let's talk about, say, healing. All right, for example, um, let's. So, healing hasn't isn't real to you yet. It in itself it has no existence yet. At the moment, you're sick. You're waiting for healing. <laughs> okay, and that thing is beyond your reach at the moment. That is by faith. That you are receiving that by faith. Amen. But I want you to notice, it says, things which in themselves have no existence as yet. As yet, which means that they will have an existence, and watch this, but become real and substantiate uh, uh, substantial by the exercise of faith. Now, that, uh, that means that it's only as you exercise your faith will the thing actually become substantial, will the thing actually uh, manifest in your life. Are you all with me? Amen? And so, even, and so this is the thing that we need to understand that there are things just beyond our reach. There are things that God has promised us in His Word. He says, by His stripes you were healed. He didn't say, by His stripes we'll see if you're healed or not. If I'm feeling like it, <laughs> okay? The word has no question about it. It simply says by his stripes you were healed. End of story. The reason is is because Jesus Christ paid the price. So the healing belongs to you. But see, the thing is it belongs to you, but it's just outside of your reach. It's beyond. It's, it hasn't come into existence yet. But as you exercise your faith, that brings it into existence. That's why Jesus said, whoever shall say unto this mountain, be thou removed, be thou cast in the sea, and shall not doubt in his heart, but shall believe those things which he he says come to pass. He will have what he says, that having what you say is taking something from another realm and bring it into this realm. It's actually substantiating. It's actually getting it from where it can't be seen and where it can't be felt and where it exists in another form to where you can actually feel it and you can receive it and it can be it can be beneficial to you, Amen. So again, let me read this again. So that is to say that things which in themselves have no existence as yet become real and substantial by the exercise of faith. Arkend Hughes says that the Greek word uh, it's hupostasis. All right, don't worry about it. Translated substance and assurance literally means that which stands under or fo- or foundation and hence substance. This word has appeared twice earlier in Hebrews, where it was translated objectively as being uh, as being or person in Hebrews one three, and subjectively as confidence in Hebrews three fourteen. Let's have a quick look at those verses, just so we're again getting a feel for what faith is. All right, when it when it talks, talks about faith as substance and assurance, that word um, substance is actually translated two different ways. So we're going to look at one way that it's translated in Hebrews chapter one and verse three. It says there, who, this is now talking about Jesus Christ, being the brightness of God's glory and the express image of his person. All right? The word person there is hypostasis. It is the word that means, now we all know that, remember in John chapter 1 and verse 14, it says, and the word became flesh. The word became a person. The word became substance. Can I say that? All right? Something that didn't exist in this realm became substance. Y'all get that? Isn't that good? Okay. Where something that was unseen. See, all of the Old Testament prophets knew that the Messiah was coming. They didn't. They, they never saw him. And it says that they all died believing, never having seen that their Messiah. Okay. This is in Hebrews chapter 11. We'll have a look at all of this uh, when we get to Hebrews 11. I'm going to go through Hebrews 11, if God allows me to, and look at the men and women of faith. Uh, if it's not in this series, it will be another series. It might take a whole series to do it. Uh, but I want to go have a look at it at least in one lesson very quickly but you know they were all believing for something they hadn't seen something that they were believing was coming and that was the Messiah and you know it says that they all died not actually having seen him and isn't that incredible that 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 unseen thing manifested one day hallelujah and it says the word became flesh the word isn't that interesting that what is a word word isn't something you can feel Amen. Word isn't something you can see. Word is something that is invisible. Have you ever thought about that? Okay, you know, words are invisible. You all know that. Okay, all right. Isn't that interesting that something invisible took on flesh, all right, and manifested? That's what a word, <laughs> the word I'm looking for. Okay, that the word manifested, it took on flesh. And we saw him, and we beheld his glory. Hallelujah! So that's the way that this word hypostasis is used uh, with regard to the person of Jesus Christ. But it is also used in Hebrews chapter three and verse fourteen. It says that we have come to share in Christ if we hold firmly till the end uh, the confidence we first had or had at first. Now I want you to notice. So here they they, they're talking about the same word. It's used in such a way that it's now talking about confidence. Not flesh. Do you, do you all see that? All right, because it says that if we hold firmly till the end, the confidence we had first. So, and, you know, in looking at this, we can see that this word can also be translated faith. All right, uh, the faith that we had first, and so we see two different meanings, and so that's that's what this is bringing out, and we're going to we're going to be seeing this more and more as we go along. What's interesting is that the Greek word for substance is only used five times in the New Testament. In Hebrews 11.1, 1, Hebrews 1, uh, 1, 3 that we've seen, 3.14 which we've seen, 2 Corinthians four uh, nine four and 2 Corinthians 9.17. That's it. I gave you all these references because I just want you to know that this word isn't used very often. And so, you know, people that have have all these... Arguments about it. I don't know why. I mean, it's only used a couple of times, all right? And, so, and it has such diverse meaning. It's like, let it happen, man. I mean, you know, allow it to be what the Bible says it is. Amen? Don't go arguing about whether it's substance or assurance. It's both. Hallelujah. So, again, in relation to faith actually being substance, remember again that Hebrews 1.3 said that, uh, again, Talking about Jesus, now I want to look at this in a little bit more detail because we are talking about substance. Uh, it says who, again talking about Jesus, being the brightness of, of His, that is God's glory, and the express image of His person. In other words, this tells us that the ex- express image of God was found in the person of Jesus Christ. That's what, again, John 1.14 was talking about. And we know from John 10 and verse 30 now, all right, when Jesus said, "I and my Father are one," remember that. And in John fourteen nine, he said, "He who has me, or who has seen me, has seen the Father." Now, isn't this interesting? That Jesus Christ is a visible, uh, um, physical representation of an invisible God. Hallelujah. What we can't see, what we would have never seen, we saw in Jesus Christ. And when Jesus said, if you've seen me, you you all want to see the Father? If you've seen me, you've seen the Father. Hallelujah. So we understand that this substance is actually substance. You know, we can't take away from that, regardless of what you want to believe, all right? This is what it actually says. And uh, in other words, just as Jesus had substance, so does faith. Amen. If you think Jesus has substance, if you say, yes, Jesus was here, guess what? Faith has the same kind of substance, all right, in the realm of the Spirit. Now, further to this, we are also told in Hebrews chapter 11 that by faith we understand the worlds were framed or formed by the Word of God so that the things which are seen are not made of things which are visible. Now, you know... Can I say it another way, all right? It says so that the things which are seen are made from things that are invisible, <laughs> okay? And so, again, it's telling us something here that, you know, everything that we, we see today came from something invisible, and yet today we stand on it. We, you know, the floor that I stand on right now was a creation of God. When God said, "Let you know, uh, in fact, I've got it all listed here in Genesis 1-3, the way that God brought about uh, this entire physical realm was by what he said. He spoke, and it became. Can I read you some of these? Genesis 1:3, it says, Then God said, Let there be light, and there was. Can I, Can I add some words to this? Okay. And there was a physical measurable substance called light that appeared. How'd you like that? <laughs> okay, all right. God said something, and something physical and measurable appeared. That substance, all right? Genesis 1 6 and verse uh, and uh, 1 6 and 1 7 says then God said, Let there be a firmament, dot 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 okay, it keeps going, and it goes in the say, and it was so, and so another physical measurable substance appeared. Did you get that? And then in Genesis 1 9, and God said, Let the waters under the heavens be gathered together, and so on, and it was so. Guess what? Another substance appeared. Something else substantial happened. Are you getting this? Every time God speaks, something invisible is changing something visible. See, God's hope was to bring to bring about this physical universe. And so he expressed that hope through his words. And as he expressed that hope through his words, substance came. Oh, hallelujah. <laughs> okay? Hallelujah. And so uh, we see here, Now I'll, I'll stop with this. I didn't want to keep you long. In Genesis one eleven, it says then God said, let the earth bring forth grass. Guess what? You guessed it. And it was so. Another substance appeared. Hallelujah. So the principle used here is actually brought out in Romans 4:17. We'll stop here because I actually want to come back and look at this verse a little bit more in a little bit more detail uh, where it says as it is written i have made thee a father of many nations before him who he believed even god who quickened at the dead and calleth those things which be not as though they were. Oh, we're now stepping into a real really incredible principle of faith here. That The way that God called those things that be not. In, in darkness, God said, light be. And light was. He spoke and substance appeared. Amen? And that's the reason why we are to do the same thing. And we need to understand that faith is the substance of the things that we're hoping for. The things that we desire, the things that we want to bring about in our life, requires us first of all to have an active progressive hope that faith can give substance to we'll look at more of this i know i, I understand that some of this is is a little bit confusing but i'm i'm going to try and straighten all these bags and snakes for you okay hopefully that will become clearer and clearer as time goes on as i give more and more examples and i pray that you you stick with this and and uh, receive receive these messages Hallelujah. Let's have every head bowed, every eye closed. Father, we thank you today for your word, and we thank you, Father, for all the things that we are learning about faith. And, Father, I just come against any confusion. I just come against anything that people might just not have uh, the ability to to get, get a hold of. I thank you, Father, that there is clarity in the name of Jesus. And I thank you, Father, that you help them to see, to understand, and to receive. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Hallelujah.